hey, hey, welcome to the Flow and Flourish podcast. I am your host, the Capacity Coach, Nicole Roan, and I am so glad that you're here. This is the safe space where we talk openly and honestly about all the things that can come up as we try to juggle our competing priorities, manage self-care, work in our businesses and or in the corporate space and intentionally work on managing our capacity so that we can show up in excellence in every single room that we walk in, aka be able to flow and flourish, hence the name of the podcast. We believe that when you flow effortlessly, you flourish tremendously. And this podcast is dedicated to giving you the tips, tools, resources, all those things that you need to be able to do just that. Now, if this is your very first time here, then welcome to the sister friend tribe of like-hearted, like-minded women who are on a journey similar to yours. We are all here to get our capacity together, okay? In order to do that, we use five different areas of flow to help you be able to manage it all. So create that work-life balance that's going to be ideal for your specific situation and ultimately just walk the talk. Now, more information on those five areas of flow can be found at the very beginning of this podcast. So episodes one through five, I believe. So make sure that you tap into those so that we are all working from the same foundation as we collectively increase our capacity for sustainable success. If you've been here before, then welcome back, sister friend. I'm so glad that you choose to tune in and spend your time and energy with me. You already know that I do this for you because when one of us wins, we all win. Now, before we get into the episode today, I do have to let you know that This episode is being brought to you by the Capacity Calculator. Yes, the Capacity Calculator is a free tool that allows you to really check in on what really is on your plate and what are you making a priority in your personal or professional life. If you've never taken it before, then I invite you to go ahead and take it today. And even if you have taken it before, take it again because our capacity shifts based on the season that we're in. All of the details can be found on my website or right here in the show notes. So make sure you take advantage of this absolutely free capacity calculator tool that I created for all of us to be able to flow and flourish. All right, let's get into this episode. Hey, 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 welcome to the Flow and Flourish podcast. I am so grateful that you are here. Happy April and welcome to Q2. Can you believe it's already Q2? Because I can't. I feel like time is going so, so fast. I hope that you thoroughly enjoyed all of the podcasts from last month with all the phenomenal women who were here telling us how they're making history, inspiring us, motivating us and helping us learn how to manage our capacity so that we can have that work-life balance that fits our unique situations. Now, in the very last episode, I told you that I had a bonus episode stemming over from Women's History Month. And so today, you are gonna be listening to such an amazing conversation between myself and Asia Corinne McGee. I realized that I'm so excited. I just jumped right on in. So let me back up and just say, if this is your first time here, then welcome to the Flow and Flourish tribe. 
This is where we talk openly and honestly about all the things that impact our ability to show up in excellence. So wearing all those hats, managing competing priorities, and figuring out how to put ourselves first and take care of ourselves so that we're given from an overflow rather than an empty cup. In this safe space, we use five different areas of flow to help get you right. So if you want to learn more about those, please listen to the first five episodes. They really do set the tone and the foundation for how to create work-life balance and how to manage our capacity. Now, if you've been here, then welcome back. Thank you again for listening. You already know what it is. And I'm just thankful that you're here spending your time and energy listening to this podcast because there are so many other podcasts you can listen to. So I just want to let you know I'm thankful that you're here. Before I go ahead and introduce Miss Asia Karim McGee, I do want to let you know that this episode is being brought to you by my Balance Booster. If you are someone who is looking to figure out your next best step as you pursue your business, as you try to figure out what work-life balance looks like for you, or you need some help setting or resetting boundaries, then this Balance Booster is for you. It's a 60-minute intensive session where we work one-on-one, and I would love to see if we're a fit for each other to support you on your capacity journey. So either check the show notes or head over to my website or find me on social media and book your complimentary capacity check-in so I can tell you all about it and see if it's a fit for you. I'm going to read Asia's official bio in just a minute, but wanted to just set the tone and let everyone know that Asia is one of the very first coaches that I worked with to help me tap into my purpose, to help me get my branding and messaging together, and she is phenomenal. And she is right here from Chicago, like me. So Chi-Town is in the house and she is really just a delight. So let me go ahead and read her bio. Asia Karen McGee is the inspirational voice of the millennial generation, inspiring hope, activating purpose, creating change, and empowering visionaries for success in the marketplace. She is a graduate of Joseph Business School and the Fashion Studies Department at Columbia College Chicago with more than a decade of professional experience in fashion, beauty, and communication industries. As a Chicago-based branding strategist, messaging strategist, and speaker, Asia Karen helps purpose-driven entrepreneurs and leaders to become the undeniable choice. She specializes in the art of communication, partnering with clients to bring synergy to their purpose and profession, raising their profile, and increasing their influence so they are positioned to create impact on a greater scale. Asia is the host of the Purpose Potential podcast and the creator of Purpose Potential Mentorship, which is designed to help people of faith with marketplace callings to achieve competitive edge by God design. Please help me welcome the Asia Karen McGee to the Flow and Flourish podcast. Miss Asia, ma'am, I'm so excited to have you on the Flow and Flourish podcast. Welcome. Nicole, no, really, this is super exciting. Your podcast is the bomb and I'm honored to be here. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. Listen, at this point, I've already read your full bio and you do such a multitude of things. I would love for you to just kind of talk to us about, you know, how you got in the space that you're in, what you're doing now, and then we can just get into this conversation. 
Yes. Well, it has been a journey. I'll start with that. And how I've gotten to the place that I am now is really the evolution of me embracing that and just yielding to God's voice to become who he has truly purposed me to be. People know me these days as a personal branding strategist. My name is Asia uh, Karim McGee, and I help purpose-driven entrepreneurs to become the undeniable choice and really help them to sit fully in their purpose and package that purpose for marketplace success and to be extremely relevant and create a legacy through what it is that God has given them. So that's what I do now. I started actually in fashion. I have a background in fashion and through working with some of my clients in my early days, I realized that there was something more to the image piece. It really was a tool to shape perception around the individual. And I began to study the connection between image and influence. And my platform eventually evolved fully into the branding space where I now actually support people from a messaging standpoint. You know, we have so much potential inside of us and we don't know that we have it until we unlock it and we meet the assignment that brings out that potential. And when God called me into the branding space around 2014, he began to illuminate that gift for writing that had always been there, but that I had never really paid that much attention to. And that and my natural strengths of strategy have blended together to support me in my personal branding platform. And so helping people to put language around their vision now, still image still image, language around their vision so they can see clearly, so they can sit in it. And when they sit in it, other people will see it. They'll accept them as such. And it's been quite the ride. I bet. And as I'm listening to you, I'm just thinking about how I've been a direct benefit of the work that you've been doing, literally because you helped me to craft flow and flourish, right? Like just to help me understand how to take what I was doing in the HR space as a coach and really dive into who I am, who I believe God has called me to be and how to message that. And I'm just thankful for you. So I want to tell you that because this podcast would not be the coaching that I'm able to do, the speaking that I'm able to do. So you are the bomb.com. I know I'm showing my age. I sound like an old lady. (laughs) And I've seen you just continue to evolve. And I'm so proud of you. I've seen you do all the things that you're doing. I'm seeing you up there with other big names and doing all these conferences. And it's just an honor to watch you walk in God's purpose. So thank you for what you do. I am legit humbled by your words and not in the like very cliche way. Like I am. And a divine connection to meet you on this journey and to even be able to support you in that way. And I think that's just the importance of all of us stepping up as God's vessels because we're all connected to each other. God deals systematically. He deals generationally. And so when we do not step into our position, we're not able to support someone else in being the piece to the puzzle that they need. But you're great all by yourself and you're great because God made you that way and because he empowers you. But I am so really excited that I was able to see you build this platform. And not only just, you know, it's one thing to help somebody and to say, okay, here's the strategy. It's another thing to see somebody walk it out. And what I really admire about you and your growth is I watched you build this platform that you have brick by brick. None of this was handed to you. You fully had to translate your credibility from the workplace to the marketplace. And I watched you build that. And I also watched you reap the fruit of your efforts and of your implementation. So all the listeners here, let Nicole be an example to you that 
It doesn't matter where you're starting from. You absolutely can when you commit and when you show up and when you focus in and hone in on your expertise and your God-given gifts. Ma'am. <laughs> you know I'm blushing over here. <laughs> <laughs> this smile is permanently plastered on your face. Like you it doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so glad that you said all of that because it's definitely a journey. And I think sometimes people don't see all the things that are happening behind the scenes because we started working together, I want to say three years ago. Yeah. And even before then, it took me a year to reach out to you to work with you because I met wow. you at, I think it was the November media, media publishing conference. Conference. Yes. conference. Yep. And you were amazing then. And I knew I needed to work with you. So to see Thank it come so full much. circle and to really be able to stand in this place that I'm at now is amazing. And so I want to talk a little bit about what you have going on now, because I've seen you pivot. I've seen you transition. You know, like I said, I'm seeing you all over the place on flyers, doing speaking, elevating your branding. So what is happening with you now and how are you navigating through all the many hats that you wear? Yeah. So I feel like 2021 was a very pivotal year for me. And it's so interesting because you know how we theme our year and you go into the year and you're like, this is the word over my year. And so going into 2021, I said the word over my year is my breakout year. And when I said that, I thought that it was pertaining to professional growth. And the start of my year was so popping. I'm like, what? International speaking engagement? What? It's like a feature, major feature on the blog. I'm like, oh, snap. And then come Q2, I was like questioning my whole life. I'm like, what is happening? I don't know what's going on. I don't know if I want to do any of this anymore. And it was just very cloudy for some months in there. I feel like kind of toward like the fall, I started to regain a little bit more momentum, but honestly really felt like this space that I'm in can no longer hold me. And one of the things that God did for me last year absolutely was my breakout year, but it was a breakout year internally. Instead of externally, he was really evolving me from that caterpillar to a butterfly. He gave me a confidence in him and a sureness about my identity that I had never experienced before. And that's how I was breaking out. I was breaking out to say, I know who I am in God. And now I can walk fully in what he created me to be. Because it doesn't matter how many people speak over your life, how many people compliment you, how you know many prophetic words you have until you can see yourself. As that thing, you don't fill up that mold. And so really this year where people are used to me speaking externally about branding and that packaging and positioning from a very practical external space, God has me in a place where I'm talking about branding from the inside out. And what does it look like to get so clear and so sure about who you are as a person that you can articulate your competitive advantage better? Because if branding is about your difference and purpose is your difference, now ultimately, the closer that you can get aligned with your purpose and who you really are is really speaking to how you will position yourself in the marketplace. And it's branded by God. God taught me branding. I didn't go to school for this. You know, it's school for fashion. And so it's really the connection between life's purpose and marketplace success. But what people don't realize, and I also feel like it's a responsibility, is people have seen me consistently win, but it's the internal work that fuels the external. 
And it's really the intense personal development that I've been through over years and years and years that is showing itself as sustained professional success. It's not by accident. It's not magic. It is committing to the process that God has me to walk through, literally walking. We say the refiner's fire and the refiner's fire means he's removing all the impurities. He's, you know, pruning everything. So, so it's more productive. That's not a pretty process. And so, you know, at some point you have people, you know, to see you win, but then comes the responsibility if you have any degree of influence to let people know this is how I achieve this and you can achieve it too if you're willing to stay the course. So still doing a lot of what I have been doing before, but I really feel a call in this season to be more of God's mouthpiece. I've been doing a lot, you know, of strategy and consulting and working behind the scenes and working on brands and putting them together. And in this year, I'm speaking more. I'm talking about branding, but from an identity place and also from the messaging place, but want people to feel comfortable sitting in their purpose because until you can just be very comfortable with being who you are, there really is nothing that comes after that. It doesn't matter, you know, somebody gives you the best website and you take the best photos. It's the confidence that sells you into the next space. And so the more people can be okay with just being them, and, you know, come into a greater alignment with where God has called them to and also who God has called them to be. That's really the key to that success that they're looking for. So I still do consulting from a branding perspective. I also have a mentorship program called Purpose Potential Mentorship. And that really is where I support kingdom entrepreneurs and leaders in achieving competitive edge by God design. So we're really looking internally. So we've talked about living in the realm of revelation, clarity, focus, vision, all the things that make you. Mm -hmm. You just said so much. (laughs) In a good way though, just, I want to commend you for doing the internal work because that is what is impacting the things that are going on externally. And as you were talking about identity, it made me think about an episode that I'm recording actually later today around how oftentimes we lose our identity, right? We forget who we are, whose we are. And so we're going to be talking about how to tap back into that. And so to really see you be able to build these various programs, to step into who God has called you to be, to help all of us fellow entrepreneurs really be comfortable with who we are. That's amazing. So can you tell me if someone wants to know, how do you just embrace who you are? right? Because I know that was a struggle for me coming out and wanting to break into this coaching and speaking space. I was so focused on trying to do and look like what somebody else was looking Mm -hmm. like and didn't know how to really embrace me. How do you get to that point? What are some of the things folks can do to learn how to be comfortable in their own skin? Yeah, no, that's so good. I've been through phases like that as well. And they weren't as fruitful as phases where I was completely authentic and took the approach that felt natural to me and leaned into my it factors and my likability factors, because that's really what powers the platform. But I think just the first thing, a very basic level is just to understand that God created us for a purpose, that purpose is unique. And literally God created us for a purpose. And I know I said the same thing over and over, but oftentimes when we get up every day and we just go about doing things and we're not checking in with God or anything like that. It's like, don't you know you weren't created for your own agenda? Don't you know you weren't created to serve your purposes? Like, doesn't matter how many good things you can think about doing today or how many things that you could think about filling your time with, what has God commissioned you to do? 
And also the understanding that the blessing is on what God commissions you to do. So if you're doing, not to say that you can't achieve a degree of success out of alignment, but the closer you come to alignment and the closer you come to your somewhere, that it becomes greater and greater and greater and greater. It's kind of like a force field. And I use this example of like hurricanes. So there'll be a specific place that that hurricane touches down and it'll say that was a category five. Say, for instance, there was one in the Bahamas a couple of years ago. And then the Carolinas, it may have been like a category two. So think about being out of alignment as that category two. Like you, you're close, you own the radar, but you're not really there. But the closer, the closer, the closer you get to ground zero, that's where the impact is strong. It's your greatest impact, your greatest money, your divine connections. Timing is lining up. Everything is happening for you. And so daily, Purpose is something that we're constantly working on achieving. It's not a final destination. And alignment with purpose is a daily goal. How can I get a little bit closer and a little bit closer and a little bit closer? And you'll begin to see the fruit and the impact of getting a little bit closer and a little bit closer. So that that decision, just at the onset, that I want to live my best life, and that doesn't happen outside of God. And so then it says, Well, I have to unlearn a lot of things. I have to unlearn what I think the standard is because Mm -hmm. I am the standard. I am the prototype, right? I don't fit a mold because I can never be number one competing with somebody or following the cues of my peers. I can only be number two. Mm -hmm. So God calls me to have competitive advantage. He causes me to be best in class. And to do that, I have to find my unique place. That doesn't come from taking my cues from anybody else. They can only tell me their place. God will tell me my place. And so then you go into this process of like literally allowing God to strip you and break, you know, sometimes when they have to break your bones to reset them. Yeah. That's where the pain comes from. Cause we've learned things all our life. Generational things are passed down, what we've observed and what we've seen, what we had access to. That's what we're full of when we're approaching this journey of, okay, here I am, I'm an adult. And now let me go live my best life. And God says, I know, but let me take you back, take you forward. Mm-hmm. Let, let me break your bones to reset your foundation strong. So this foundation not only carries you for your lifetime, but your children's children's children, because God deals in generations only. And so the pain that you're enduring right now in your season, the hardships that you feel, endure it because it's to the benefit of those that are to come after you. And so you sit with God and just piece by piece, he just works on you. It's literally something that you just have to say, like, this is just my normal life. Like for me, personal development is a lifestyle, you know, where we're talking today is the morning. I've already listened to two full sermons and prayed and things like it, it's a lifestyle. Yeah, Every yeah. day you have to be inputting more of what you need, inputting more of new things so that you can become. Um, then it's really taking inventory, I feel like what are you naturally graced to do? What are you skilled at? What have been some of the unique experiences in your life? Because usually the things that God allows us to go through, and I love that word allow in the Bible, it just shows God's sovereignty that nothing gets past him. So even when we come through seasons of temptation or hardship, even if it wasn't caused by God, God allowed it. And he promises that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose. We're all called according to his purpose, whether we choose God back or not. So God created us for a purpose and he put free will in our court for us to make the choice and choose him back. And so we're all called according to his purpose. And hopefully we all love the Lord because 
we will never experience fulfillment in our life until we reconnect back to our creator because we're made in his image and likeness. And so take an inventory. What are all these things that are going on? My unique experiences. What are they leading me to? What are they saying? Because what God has allowed you to have mastery over is usually what he wants you to turn around and support others with. It's like, you know, you were in Egypt. Now that you're in your promised land, turn around and lead other people out of Egypt. So I think it's not strange that you keep going through these cycles or things in this particular situation. What it's doing is illuminating something that God is going to use you for to break through someone else. And also it's going to point to an audience. Mm-hmm. So that's how you really find your audience. So sometimes I feel like business people will, you know, say, well, choose your audience and decide. I feel like even the audience has to be aligned with us. Mm-hmm. I can't be somebody that I'm not. I can't want to relate to this person if I don't have any lived experience with it. Like I am who I am. These are my cards. Now, what does this situation say? What does this setup say about who I'm most equipped to impact? You know, who's going through situations that I have went through that they can draw from my wisdom. I can provide process to them on how to get from point A to point B. And then when you get in front of that audience, You're building connection through them, emotional connection by having the language for their season. And when you're able to do that and when you capture their attention and when you become a high source of value for them, then you start to create solutions for them that will automatically fail because you design things that people need it. It's not a miss. Like you cannot miss when you design something for somebody that you already have a connection for. And that becomes a formula for success in entrepreneurship. But We take it all the way back to first deciding that God created me for a purpose and reconciling that, submitting to the process, taking inventory of what we have, deciding to articulate what God really called me to do, put it in words based on looking at my history and my lived experiences to say, this is what I'm equipped to do, getting the attention of that audience, consistently serving them, showing up authentically, showing up with value, and then creating solutions to then provide further transformation and change their life. Mm-hmm. Connect with your audience, evolve their thoughts. Because first somebody has to see themselves in another place to move into another place. Mm-hmm. So that's the importance of strategic messaging and the brand. You have to evolve the thought. You connected with them. You got their attention. Now you have to provide that consistent value and that information that speaks to their right now situation. Then when they get that aha moment, then they say, I want more. And then that's when you provide another solution. They pay you to change their lives. Mm-hmm. That was a lot wrapped up in one, but hopefully you got what you needed at that. <laughs> I did. And I know you saw me taking notes. I'm just listening and eating it up because even though I've worked with you, I still learn from you every time that we talk. And so for you to just bring it all the way back to us understanding that God created us for a purpose, Right. As you were talking, I thought about how one of the things that I do for one of the, I guess, methods you can call it that I use is this awareness, alignment, and action. And so listening to you in every single phase, it was that, right? The awareness of your relationship with God, then, you know, getting yourself aligned so that you can have that impact. And then resulting from that are the actions. So in every single step from committing to the process to understanding that I love what you said. First of all, I am the prototype, right? Yeah, like I'm period. not going to be like anybody period. else. Period. Period. 
And then even unlearning, right? There's so much, as you talked about unlearning, of course, my mind went to capacity because you talked about filling yourself up with all the things that are good for you in a sense. So you talked about the personal development, you know, you've listened to two sermons already this morning and doing things like that. So I love all of it. I just wanted to say that because it's so much. And I think us being able to find our unique place really ties into all three of the awareness, alignment, and action. We have to go back to our creator, right? To understand who we are, whose we are, and what we've been put here to do. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you. And I want to further that thought a little bit because I love that awareness, alignment, and action because awareness is one thing. Alignment, it's going to take something out of you. and We have to be willing to give to get. And so we, we look at, you know, I want this life and I want this. What are you willing to sacrifice to get that life? But then being willing to take action and being willing to take action is really looking at what you have as an advantage over a disadvantage. And so when you have the perspective that like somebody else is doing it right and that's the only way that you start to audit yourself against them to say, well, they have this and I don't have this. But what about flipping the script to say what I have is the perfect formula and leveraging those things as strengths. And so it really takes that paradigm shift to again say, I am the prototype for you to have the confidence in taking action because sometimes people will have everything that they need to take action, but feel like they're constantly at a disadvantage because somebody else has become their model for success. Instead of saying, I am my own model for success. And my goal is actually to fill up my mold instead of being like someone else. So you came to preach today. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Because <laughs> you're dropping all kind of nuggets. And it's the truth. Like a podcast I released last week, I want to say, it was Embrace Your Power and Go. So yeah. what we talked about was how, yes, we know that we know what we need to do, right? We have the desire and all of those things. And even sometimes the tools, but it's that go part. It's that mm-hmm. action part that so many of us struggle with because like you said, either we have deemed our picture of success as someone else, or we're not confident in our ability to do what it is that God told us to do. But hitting that goal requires that faith. It requires that alignment. It requires you to have that awareness. So I love that you took a few minutes to talk about that a little bit more. So thank, thank you for your framework. This lesson <laughs> No problem. So I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about something we talked about offline, which is really managing your energy versus managing your time. And you know, as the capacity coach, I'm all about managing your energy as well as your time, but there's a really big difference between the two. So tell me about how that works for you in this season and what that looks like. Yeah, it's an interesting conversation because when you realize that you are a trailblazer, Mm -hmm. and that you're not following a path that somebody else set before you, it requires you to operate differently than the majority. And so, you know, typically we're trained, get up, you know, here's time, fill every, you know, hour of your day, go to work, this mindless work. But when you are creating, creating doesn't work on that schedule. And so one of the things that you have to do to protect your optimal performance, because the trailblazer You're not just showing up to check a box. Everything that you do holds an extremely high degree of impact. And so you have to be careful. You have to carefully build. You have to be rested. 
you have to protect your time, protect your energy, protect your space. And so this kind of concept of managing my energy over managing my time came where I didn't always recognize that what I do that is a grace and gift on my life was a gift. And so I was operating in a season as if it was just normal and just working myself at a inhumane rate. Mm-hmm. because I didn't really realize what I was carrying. And one day I was like, and excuse me, I said, I'm never prostituting my gift again. Mm-hmm. And it was then that I started to say, let me nurture this so it can grow. Let me really lean into this. This has to expand and grow. Like, okay, we have proof of concept and I'm seeing the impact, but what can this become when I really pour into it? The depth that I can really create from it. And so that blended with just making sure that my lifestyle serves me and that I am not a slave to my life also is one thing that has me managing my energy. Because what is the purpose of getting up and doing all this stuff every day if it's like a chain around your neck that's dragging you? Like what type of quality of life is that? And I just don't believe that that's the life ultimately that God wants us to have. And so some days you'll get up and those days will go perfectly as planned. And then other days you get up and you have to listen to yourself. You know, what do I need today? And I was talking to somebody the other day about, you know, they were like, well, I'm reading all these books at the same time. I was like, I do that too, because I have a lot of open tabs. And I say, what do I need today? Do I need practical business advice? Do I need something to develop me in my vision? Do I like, like, what do I need? And really pouring into yourself, understanding that you're the ultimate vessel that is living and breathing on earth and that will serve God and his purpose by impacting others. If you are not rested, if your energy is not at its best place, you're not acute, you're not pouring out and impacting at 100%. And so, you know, on those days where things don't go as planned, I say, let me take a step back. Here goes Nicole's word. Let me flow. <laughs> and what I find in those days that I flow, I'm still able to accomplish things. I'm still able to get things done, but they were things that felt right for that moment without overexerting. And then I find that the next day I can actually probably be on two, three times my normal speed because I paid attention to my energy the day before. I didn't drain myself to zero. But when I needed that time to pour back into my own cup, because all of my roles require me to be a cup that pours in to others, then I'm able to be even more effective at the work that I do. And what I found for me is that this has largely contributed to me having a track record of excellence, me managing energy. So I'm not just showing up and, you know, just because everybody's going to want something from you all the time. So you always <laughs> showing up. For other people's deadlines and (laughs) this and this and that, they're not really getting from you what they need from you, even if you have the time, if you didn't have the energy. Mm. And so how do we leverage the power of voice? Because naturally, everybody wants everything right away and everybody wants things when they want it to say, I want to do this for you. But this is when I'm able to do this. And then they don't remember that Asia showed up for me, but she it didn't really hit the mark. They like, wow, like that left an impression on my life. And then that's how you consistently, you know, meet your mark. It's about the degree and the quality of impact. And 
when most people are managing time, you can't rely on people to ask you to manage your energy. So you have to do it. And you have to lead the conversation around managing your time so that you can protect the integrity of your work and ultimately your legacy. I'm screaming over here. (laughs) I know you see me nodding in agreement and I love it so much because part of what I do as a capacity coach is helping people to understand how to best manage their time, their energy, and their resources so that they can show up in excellence in every single room that they walk in. And oftentimes there's so much emphasis and focus on the time piece, but not the energy. And you said something that made me think about, you know, my coaching method. So, you know, it's the plain method, right? And so the L stands for listening, right? Listening to yourself. And so there are days where, like you said, you have to learn how to manage your energy. For example, this morning, there was a meeting that I had, but I moved it around because I needed that time to pray, to meditate, to get myself together. Or there are other days where if I have things that are on the calendar, but I need a nap or I need to shift and move things around, I'm operating according to what I need to preserve my energy so that I can show up and do what I do as a capacity coach, as a mom, as a wife, you know, in all of these different roles. So I'm so grateful that you're able to so articulately explain. Is that a word? Articulately? It can be right now. Because you are the prototype. I'm the prototype. Unabridged right now because you are the prototype. You know, I hear Andre 3000, right? (laughs) But yeah, it, it has done wonders for me, for my mood, for my business, for my personal life. Because think about it like this. Have you ever either went somewhere or been somewhere with someone and their energy was just off Mm -hmm. and it throws everybody Everything off. off. That's such a great point. Yeah. And so you'd be like, you'd be like, you could have just stayed at home because now you brought everybody down by not being in your place. Exactly. And that's what I equate what you're talking about to, right? Like if you walk in the room and your energy is off, you're the one who's throwing everybody off because you're frazzled or you're frustrated or you're tired or, you know, you're overwhelmed. And that's not who God created us to be. If we are put here in his image, we're supposed to operate in excellence. And that requires us to manage our energy in a way that allows us to do that. So we can flow, so we can flourish, so that we can stand up and do all the things that he put us here to do and walk in our purpose. So, you know, I love it. I do. I do. I do. Okay. So I want to be mindful of our time and ask you a couple of questions that I ask all of my fabulous guests. And again, I keep saying it, but I'm going to keep giving you your flowers because you also talked about being a trailblazer and ma'am, you are that. And then some, you know, like watching you pave the way for women like me watching you stand up and be okay being the prototype and to continue to just shine brightly, unapologetically. The whole reason that I put this series together is to honor women who are doing just that because so many of us are hiding in plain sight or we are lacking the confidence to stand up and be ourselves authentically. And some of us don't even know how to be authentic, right? Yeah. So you're helping to give us permission to stand up and do exactly what you're doing. So thank you for being a history maker. 
before I ask you these questions. <laughs> Thank you. You are so welcome. So, so welcome. All right. Number one, if you could go back in time and have a conversation with the 17-year-old version of yourself and give her one piece of advice and one piece of advice only, what would it be and why? Oh, Lord. <laughs> Build authentic relationship with God. And the reason why I say that 17 years old, I was a freshman in college and it's so crazy because I remember myself and my friends remember me too. My church had given me this Bible, it was this pink, like little snakes your Bible. And like, you ask any of my friends, I had a scripture for everything. I literally was teaching Bible studies at like 14 years old at my church. Like God has always just kind of opened up his scriptures and his word to me. And I, you know, you don't realize any of this is like anything. You just do it. Like I have a grace to teach, but those graces are always present in our life. We just may not recognize them or sign weight. Again, we just teach it like it's throwaway. Like what 14 year old is up here leading people in Bible study. All right. Whatever I, I, do that. Um, <laughs> I would always have a scripture for everything, but I also remember in my life, like I knew the word of God, my life wasn't aligned to the word of God. And it really wasn't until like I was about 20 that I got on a journey of relationship, whereas being born and raised in a church taught me religion, but it didn't teach me relationship. And it wasn't until I really actively pursued relationship with God that I even heard the word purpose. So the word purpose even came on my radar. And so, you know, many of us, the Bible, it'll be a book to anybody that doesn't really pursue relationship with God and really say, these are the laws that govern my life. And this book produces transformation when applied, not just, you know, when read, because reading, studying and meditating the word of God are all three different things. You can read the Bible, but until you study it, revelation knowledge doesn't come. And until you meditate it, transformation doesn't come. Mm -hmm. And so pursuing relationship with God has been, there is no conversation about purpose outside of God. Purpose is only found in relationship with God. It's a connection. John 15 talks about how Jesus is divine and we are the branches and basically the father, God removes everything that is not fruitful, but he prunes that which remains to make it more fruitful, more productive. And so anything that we're looking as it relates to productivity and impact is only found through connection with God, relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm. <laughs> that's all I can say is mm. you probably wanted like a 30 second answer and I'm like hold on to call. <laughs> oh that's okay but it's everybody says something different and I think that that's super important because oftentimes we're I'm talking about and even in myself learning how to have that relationship with God right not just being religious because like you said building that authentic relationship it's what is going to help propel you into your purpose and so you can't do that with just reading the Bible and understanding religion. So take as long as you need, ma'am. This is our show. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> okay. Because we're on the Flow and Flourish podcast, tell me something that you do on a regular basis to manage your capacity. I think I know the answer to this, but also to ensure that you are able to flow and flourish and show up in excellence. Yeah. Well, one of the things that has helped me with this is getting in my mind what an ideal schedule looks like and also getting in mind what my non-negotiables were. 
and then getting in mind what my peak work times were. So I'll break all of those things. So ideal schedule, I realized as an entrepreneur when I was doing my ideal schedule, even most recently, only have about 25 hours per week for work. I don't have a 40 hour work week, not just because, you know, I'm this entrepreneur and it's like whatever, it's because of the circumstances surrounding my life. Me being a very present parent is a priority to me. Me actually having dedicated, consistent time with God is a priority to me. Wellness is a priority to me. And I can't say that work is the priority to me. So it's like, how do I craft things in a way that makes things work without compromising anything or being too left field and saying, okay, well, I'm not these deadlines, but I'm frazzling in my head. No, I fair will be done right. in Jesus' name. <laughs> in Jesus name. I, I will bring my laptop to the salon before I don't go to the salon. And so that's that. My non-negotiables is really like my weekends, like protecting my weekends. Like I have decided, and I can't say that I make make that mark every single weekend, but what I don't do is I don't take client calls on weekends. So even if I'm using that time as like an overflow to get things done that didn't get done during the work week, I'm not taking no appointments on the weekends. I actually really don't even take appointments on the evenings because I don't want my son to see the back of my head. So those have become non-negotiables for me. Protect my evenings protect my weekends. And really the peak work times are important because back to producing optimally, I am a morning person. So I probably will naturally wake up without an alarm clock around like five something, even though I feel like God has been waking me up three o'clock hour. I think he's really trying to push me into that prayer watch. But at least I'm waking up and responding. Mm-hmm. Gotta keep working on me on the rest whether I go back to sleep. He got you at five. You'll get to three soon. Don't worry right, without the alarm. Right. I'm like, okay, why <laughs> am I up and it's 3.07 and no alarm went up? All right. But peak work times, I know that I'm a morning person. So if I'm doing anything that is really the core of my work or strategy or things like that, it needs to be done during a morning block. Because in the evening time, my mind is... I can wash some dishes, I can do some laundry, but I'm not going to be in my best headspace to produce optimally. So when we want to protect the integrity of our work, we have to identify what our peak work times. Now for me, it's morning, for somebody else, it's 11 at night. Mm-hmm. More power to you, but it's about you learning you. And that's the biggest piece to all of this. You learning you and realizing that there is no right or wrong. Mm-hmm. It's you becoming who God has created you to be and you taking up your space. I love all of those. I thank you for sharing them because I'm constantly telling everybody that will listen, anybody that will listen, <laughs> Come that on. have to understand the difference between what's important and what's essential. And yeah. you outlining your priorities, your non-negotiables, understanding your peak work time, that allows you to dictate that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So that is so good. I know that just blessed somebody. <laughs> so. I love it. No, really, because like in a week, like I really had a hard time with this for a long time. Like my week prior to, I'd say my week for the following week will be pretty clear up until like Wednesday. And then that like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is when all of a sudden now I have a full next week. Now, if you don't have no chill and you're just looking at open times on the calendar, you're just like, oh, I'll schedule this meeting here, this meeting here. And that's when you see people with those calendars where you can't even see a white break. Like, you know you was on Instagram during one of those meetings. So you knew you was on your camera, had your camera off making a sandwich. Like you knew you were not completely present for all of those things. So it's like, oh, look at me in the grind. But the reality is, and I digress, anybody, if you want to challenge me, come my DMs. 
People that work a 40 hour work week are not always working all 40 hours. Oh, no. You're talking to HR, ma'am. I know this. Like, I okay, good. I got the HR backing me up. So, like, (laughs) let's not just get caught up on the fact that the hours of the day are there and let's focus on really leaning in during the times that we can work the best and make the most impact and carving out space for other things in our life. But also, one of the things that me having limited time limited work hours, you know, not the traditional 40 and more into that 25. What that has done is that lets me know what type of tasks are worthy of my time. Mm-hmm. So as an entrepreneur, this is how I continue to say, this is how I'm meeting certain income marks because I can't take five hours to do this because this type of work actually gives me more bang for my buck. Mm-hmm. My hours work more in this function as opposed to this function. And so the more limited you become, you actually become more aware and actually more savvy in how you're using the time capacity that you have. Yeah, more efficient. I love it. And understanding your best use of time, right? Like you're not going to give your time to everything when you have that limited time so that you can show up in these other areas. So I love this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) I love it too. Last but not least, you have preached, you've dropped bombs, gems, (laughs) edges, done all of those things today. But if there's one thing that you want the listeners to walk away knowing, thinking, feeling, believing, what would you want that to be? Ooh, that's heavy. The first thing that came to my mind was my favorite scripture and the scripture that anchors my platform, Romans 8, 19, for the creation waits an eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. And so wherever you are in your life right now, if you are not in your purpose, know that somebody is literally waiting for you to take your position, for you to be unveiled. And in that same chapter, if you go back up to verse 14, it says, for they will know that you are the children of God by the spirit of God. And so people are waiting for the spirit of God to be revealed in you. And that is found in your purpose. And that purpose is found in relationship with God. And just as somebody who is actively walking this out every day, again, not arriving, because it's something that I will be doing until the day that I leave the earth. But I will tell you that I have not lived my best life until it was God's choice for me. Mm-hmm. And so actively, I am just being wowed by God and all of that every day because the 17 year old didn't have a vision of her. The 2020 Asia didn't have a vision of the 2022 Asia. Mm-hmm. The, the end of 2022 Asia is going to wow beginning of 2022 Asia, because personally, God has me on this accelerated kind of track record, this accelerated growth. And it's a lot. This one, I'm just like, God, this is a lot. I can feel what he wants to do in me and through me by Mm -hmm. the pressure of the day. It just, it Mm -hmm. feels so that the more intense it is from the internal, the more intense it will reflect in the external. And so, you know, you take a deep breath and, and you reflect, but get in position. You are needed. People are waiting. You may not think that anybody cares if you show up as the person you were created to be, but not only do they care, they're at a deficit until you do. Mm. Mm -hmm. Goodness. As you were talking, I identify with everything that you said, and that is probably some of the best advice that has been given here. And this morning, I told you before we started, you know, it's been a little bit of a hectic day. And so as I prayed this morning, what dropped in my spirit was to whom much is given, much is required, right? So as you talked about all of that internal work and that 
acceleration and how that's going to show up externally identified completely. So it's getting in position and showing up and doing the things so that you can free some people, right? Mm -hmm. So God's spirit can shine through you. So thank you so much for sharing that. Could you also please tell everybody where they can find you if there's anything you have going on? I don't know if you're accepting clients right now or what you're doing. I know, you know, you talked about your mentorship program, but please let everybody know how they can get in contact with you. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you for having me on the Flow and Flourish podcast. Like, thank you. And you guys can find me. I'm an Instagrammer. I like Instagram. You can find me at Asia Corinne. You can also go to my website, asiacorinthebrand.com to learn about anything that I have going on. One of my major initiatives right now is Purpose Potential Mentorship, which I am enrolling for a spring cohort. And again, it's for purpose-driven leaders and entrepreneurs. I use purpose-driven with kingdom interchangeably, depending on my audience, but people that are called of God to the marketplace and really helping you to achieve that competitive edge by God design, really helping you to see that you don't have to compromise God to be professionally successful, but also for you to understand the process of the internal work that helps you to bear the weight of elevation and that helps to take the feeling off of your professional success. Because it doesn't matter what you desire if you don't have the capacity. There we go, Nicole. If you don't have the capacity to handle it, and there are things that God wants to literally deliver to you, but until you submit to the process of being perfected, he can't deliver it because he's a good God. He's not going to give us something that will weigh us down beyond us being able to carry it. And so walking entrepreneurs and leaders through this internal process where there are a lot of programs that you know I admire on the market, but a lot of stuff deals topically. But the reality is until you get the internal right, you won't be able to maximize that which is for the topical or the external. So Purpose Potential Mentorship, you can go to purposepotentialmentorship.com or go to asiacorinthebrand.com and still find the link there. I would love to serve you there. And um, I do have consultations, branding consultations. I am a messaging specialist. So I support entrepreneurs with the messaging, the marketing, and the monetization of their personal brand. So if you are somebody who says, I don't have the language for my vision and I need to understand how I can monetize my gifts. I need to really understand what my it factor is so I can understand how to best position myself in the market. Um, I can support you externally in that way as well. I'm so grateful. So, so grateful. All these different things that you're doing, watching you do all of God's work. I know somebody's going to reach out to you. Somebody. Somebody. <laughs> so thank you so much for being here, being a guest. Thank you for everything that you've done for me and the impact that I'm now able to have, not just on my clients and friends, but even internally in my household. Just it's a ripple effect. And so mm-hmm. I thank you. I'm so grateful that you are a trailblazer and history maker. And I cannot wait to partner with you and do something else, ma'am. Thanks for being yes, here. Yes, I thank you. And I honor you, Nicole. And it is a sight to see. I'm watching your TV show. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Didn't I tell you this episode was going to be amazing? So, so grateful for Asia coming in and talking to us about how to brand ourselves from the inside out and specifically how our purpose is the foundation for our branding, for our authenticity, for us to be able to show up and serve the people that we're called to serve. My mind is just blown right now. 
If you didn't take notes, have no fear. I will have all of the gems that Asia dropped in the show notes. So make sure that you take a look at those so that you can learn how to really embrace who you are, your individuality, and understand how that ties into you being able to brand yourself. Because like she said, you can have the best website, the prettiest pictures, and all of those things, but if you aren't doing that from an authentic place, none of it really matters. None of it matters. So to all of my fellow entrepreneurial sister friends, you hear me talk all the time about doing the inside work to manage your capacity, but that same inside work is essential for you to be able to show up with confidence and clarity in the marketplace. I don't know about you, but I will be listening to this episode a couple of times because there was just so much that was dropped That's going to help you live your life in flow and in alignment as you pursue your purpose, as you create your business, and ultimately as you learn how to literally flow and flourish in every single area of your life. Make sure that you reach out to Asia and myself. Let us know how this episode has blessed you and share with us any of the ahas or key takeaways that came as a result of listening to this. We want to hear from you, okay? And then once you've done that, please make sure that you are rating and reviewing this podcast on Apple Podcasts so that other women who are in your shoes can get access to the resources that they need to fully pursue their purpose, to manage their capacity, to show up in excellence. Because it's each and every one of our jobs to help each other shine. Because when one of us wins, we all win. Now, as for next week, the podcast will be back with another brand new episode. So make sure that you're tuning in. And if there are topics that you want me to talk about that you want to hear again, don't be shy. Come tell me. You know I am approachable. Come DM me. Send me an email. I'm here for it. Until next week, thank you for allowing me to be your capacity coach and helping you to create your ideal work-life balance by managing your capacity without ever having to sacrifice yourself, your family, and what matters most to you. I'll talk to you next week.